0: Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. In this week's episode, we are chatting with L. Brown, a clinical nutritionist, EFT practitioner, and the founder of L. Brown Wellness. We're chatting all about emotional freedom technique, or EFT, and you might have heard of it described as tapping, which is a super powerful tool for stress, anxiety, shifting habits, and supporting your nervous system. It's a tool that I use personally and I love myself. I have found it so helpful for dealing with anxiety over the years and helping to shift that. And I really can't wait to share it with you. Elle also guides us through a round of EFT in the episode so you can experience it for yourself, which is pretty dang cool.
1: So let's get into the episode.
0: Hey, Elle, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, Fran. Thanks for having me.
0: I am really excited to be here with you and chatting all about EFT. So we're going to get into what that is in a second, but I'm excited about this because I think it's something that is really powerful and really helpful for people and something that I've personally found can just shift how you're feeling really, really quickly. So I think it's going to be so good for everyone to learn all about it and, you know, experience that for themselves today. So people probably have no idea what we're talking about at this stage. What is EFT? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Could you explain what EFT is or emotional freedom technique and how it actually works?
1: Absolutely. And I love what you said there because I think for people that have just seen videos of EFT or they've just seen someone do it online, it can also kind of look a bit silly because we're just tapping on, well, it looks like random points, and people might be thinking, what on earth is that actually doing? But like you said, it's super gentle yet super potent. So EFT, the emotional freedom technique, it does work on those acupressure or meridian points that communicate directly with the nervous system. So it's an evidence-based stress reduction tool. I had to get that one out. That's always a tongue tie. But that essentially encapsulates that it has an effect on anxiety. It has an effect on stress. It has an effect on overwhelm. But I'm really excited, Fran, to also talk to you about today all the different facets that EFT can also support. But basically what it does is it works on regulation. So if we think about even society today as a whole, or even we're both clinicians and thinking about our clients that come into session, or even thinking about ourselves just as human beings, there's a lot of nervous system dysregulation going on. And actually, I think we would find that more of us are dysregulated than regulated. So what EFT does is it's a gentle tool. So if you think about some Eastern practices like Chinese medicine or acupuncture, it uses a very similar acupressure system where we're focusing on those meridian points primarily of the face and the upper body. So similar to what needling or something can do, we're communicating with that nervous system that it's safe and communicating with the body that it's okay to kind of regulate and calm down, if you will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really love that. Yeah, And I know that EFT, it's, it's really powerful for stress and anxiety in particular mm. and everything that goes along with that. But are there any other particular symptoms or emotional states or conditions that people may be experiencing that it can help with?
1: I love this question because I think EFT is so versatile and particularly for us working with food, there's a lot of incredible research on EFT and eating behavior or stuck points with food. So in particular things like within the binge eating space or areas where we might struggle with cravings or with how to regulate with food, which I know a lot of our clients struggle with and a lot of individuals that I come into contact with struggle with. So EFT can really, really help, I guess, to shift you through those states or to kind of regulate the body so that we don't feel those Intense impulses towards certain foods or a certain way of eating. So, if anyone's a bit more interested in some Australian research in that space, Dr. Peter Stapleton has done some incredible food based research for EFT and she has an awesome book called The Science of Tapping. If anyone's interested in reading some actual research papers on that, but there's also a lot of research that links, and when I talk about the research, I'm more referring to clinical EFT. So, I wanted to be a little bit clear with that as well because. I think if we go onto the internet, we can find a lot of different tapping variations and a lot of language used with internet-based EFT or EFT on the World Wide Web where it's not really that clinically based. So if we're just typing in EFT tapping, of course, tapping on those meridians is going to have a beautiful effect for the nervous system. But clinical EFT is focusing on specific words. It might focus on a specific event. It might focus on a specific body sensation or a symptom. So when we're doing it clinically, we're actually getting quite specific with the nervous system and the body. So the research that's available out there for efficacy, it is talking about that clinical-based EFT, which is also quite trauma-informed. So when we look at that specific type of EFT, EFT, it gives us kind of a scale that we can work with and work with the individual that's in front of us and with the nervous system that's in front of us. So my trainer, Jules Vandermart, likes to say that, you know, each time a human sits in front of us, they're a different collection of cells. They're a different nervous system, depending on what's gone on that day, what's going on in their life at the moment, or whatever specific event that we might be tapping on or working with that day. So the beautiful thing about clinical EFT is, You can go really gently and you can zoom out on the specific event. So if somebody's super dysregulated, you can zoom away from it and go really gentle for the nervous system and the body and not use any wording at all. So we can do what's called silent tapping or reorienting tapping, which I'm happy to explain as well a little bit about. Or we can go more specific, like some of the research that Peter Stapleton has done that works maybe on a specific food or a specific event around a food or you know, whenever this happens in my day, I feel like binging. So we can go more specific if the person feels regulated enough to do so. And then other areas in clinical research that we've seen EFT be really effective is things like food phobias or phobias in general um, is stuck points in life. So whether it's stuck points in, I really want to leave this relationship, but I don't know if I can, or I don't feel good enough to do X, Y, Z, or Fear is getting in the way of me doing X, Y, Z. So EFT is really beautiful to just provide some regulation and allow us some clarity, I guess, and some self-compassion. There's a lot of research on the self-compassion that tends to rise in an individual after we've done a session of tapping. Um, The other side of it, when you look at the stress reduction and anxiety, is also that it has a gorgeous impact on physical markers too. So a lot of the research can show that heart rate comes down, the stress response comes down, levels of cortisol comes down. So that's really beautiful if you're science or clinical based like us. We always like to see that little bit of evidence to support as well. And the other really interesting emerging research is also in chronic pain, which I find really interesting too. So there's different facets of EFT where we can tap on specific symptoms or pain or body sensations that can really allow us to, I guess, work with an individual that's been experiencing something chronic that I guess all our clinical stuff with supplementation or dietary changes, lifestyle changes, if that's not quite getting us there, I find that EFT can be that beautiful emotional part of the puzzle or piece of the puzzle that we might just be missing. And then finally, I love the research in PTSD. It's super strong, really, really science backed. And I'm actually seeing a lot more PTSD clinically than I have before. And I think There's probably in that area of trauma and PTSD in the nervous system where there's still a little bit of a lack of understanding of what those words tend to mean for us as individuals. And we think, okay, trauma and PTSD, it has to be these big events in our lives, like a car crash or some kind of abuse. But actually traumas and PTSD can happen from our nervous system interpreting something as just being too much, too fast all at once. And that can be a lot of situations for us, whether it's something that has given us a bit of a shock or something in our life that we weren't expecting. EFT can be really, really beautiful at just helping you move through that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I find that whole explanation really helpful because I suppose I've mainly thought of it as that tool for, you know, nervous Mm. system regulation, I suppose, and bringing us out of that sort of stressed fight or flight sympathetic state and into more of that rest, digest, relax, Mm. parasympathetic state. But from what you're saying, it's so much more than that. It sounds like it can be used to sort of move towards more positive habits and really shift beliefs and Mm. move away from really, I guess, stuck sort of patterns of of beliefs and, you know, all of that and, and so much more. So, I think that's really helpful to have that full awareness. And then also, I guess, as you're sort of sharing that difference with everything Mm. and the sort of clinical approach versus, I guess, perhaps the not so clinical (laughs) approach and that there's, you know, definitely online videos and things like that that can be super helpful. But if you're wanting that more targeted perspective to deal with an Mm. eating disorder or PTSD or something like that then getting this sort of more clinical one-to-one targeted Mm. support is probably going to be beneficial for you.
1: And I guess the thing to remember in that too, and you know, when I first started training in EFT, I was like, oh, this is easy, right? Like you just tap on a few acupressure (laughs) points, you use a similar sequence throughout. And I just thought, oh, okay, I could do this with everyone, any individual that comes forward. And What I'm starting to learn the longer that I study it and the longer that I study the nervous system and trauma is that you've got to be quite careful when working with individuals and their nervous system. And whilst the sequence of EFT is easy, I think what a lot of us forget is that regulation feels so foreign for so many of us. Like we've spent so long being in a dysregulated state of our nervous system that when we first bring in a tool where it assists to bring down our heart rate to regulate our nervous system, that feels so uncomfortable that some people actually have, like, we use a scale in EFT. So when you first start with a person, you'll ask them about a specific feeling or an emotion or perhaps an event, depending on what we're tapping on. And they'll give you a scale out of 10 with where they sit, I guess, with how dysregulated they feel about that or how worked up they feel about that. And- We say like anywhere between an 8 out of 10 and above, that individual is really dysregulated about that. Perhaps they're displaying some um, things in front of you that allow you to know that their eyes might be really big. They might be shifting in their seat. They might be huffing and puffing a little bit or getting quite red. So as the clinician, you're always watching for those little things as well. And the beautiful thing about clinical EFT is we wouldn't zoom in on that. We wouldn't go towards the jugular with that person and go, okay, let's open this jack-in-the-box of trauma that you've got in front of you and let's splay it all out on the table because that's going to dysregulate that person more. So we might come in with a gentler approach. In clinical EFT, they call this zooming out. And then we creep up on the nervous system. So we creep up on what's going on and we can just tap silently. I mean, I know you can't see me, but I'm just tapping away. We can tap silently there and just really allow that body to come back into regulation. Or we can zoom right out and do a gentle body hold and just maybe you place a hand on your chest and you place a hand on your tummy or you might wrap your arms around yourself and just sit like that for a little bit until we can re-approach it with EFT. And I guess the difference with clinical training is you can assess that a little bit better or if you start tapping on someone and regulation feels so foreign for people, and I've had this happen with a few clients, they start saying, oh, I don't know about this. I don't really like this feeling. It feels really foreign. And what they're actually saying is being relaxed feels really foreign to me. I don't know what this feeling is because if we've spent a lot of our time in that fight or flight state, it feels really strange for that nervous system and all those body sensations to all of a sudden come right down. So I think that's probably the main differing factor is that when you're trained in clinical EFT and trauma-informed and trauma-focused EFT you can kind of assess what the person in front of you needs and work specifically with that person's nervous system, which is really beautiful and powerful.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad that you touched on that because Mm. I know this is something that we kind of go back and forth a little bit on social media over is having this sort of more gentle approach Mm. to health overall and nervous system regulation because I think a lot of what we see is... To regulate your nervous system, you've got to do ice baths, you've got to do saunas, Wim Hof breathing, all of this really sort of aggressive, intense, you know, these these practices that absolutely have their place. But for a lot of people, it's just not the right thing or perhaps just not right now. And you may need to start somewhere that is more gentle and meets you where you're at instead of jumping straight to some of these really, you know, know, activating, I suppose, practices that are just not going to serve you at this point in your life. So do you have anything to add to that?
1: I do. And I'm so glad that you said that because I think everywhere I look at the moment, it's these really intensive approaches to the nervous system. And look, I definitely think we can utilize different methods of heat and cold and all kinds of things when it comes to working with the nervous system. But if you've got someone that's really dysregulated, and I think we know from a clinical perspective just how that can affect physical body too. Like if they're a dysregulated person, they are probably got a lot of sensitivity in the system. Digestively, you're going to have things going on. Probably hormonally, you're going to have things going on. This is a person that's at capacity and their body's in a very sensitive state and that's the type of person where a little bit of stimulus can really have that nervous system combust. And I think when you put someone like that in an intensive state, like an ice bath, it's a state that could allow that person to completely just have a bit of a nervous system meltdown. And I think when I first went to study EFT, I was like, how can I avoid that with people? Because before I studied EFT, I studied somatics and the emotions and and emotional release and things like that with the emotional body and I found with that training it was so fantastic for me understanding emotional drivers to physical health presentations but what it focused on was having people basically primal scream and shake and do all these really really intensive things that I know you and I also see on social media and everyone that I was watching engage in that like their autoimmune conditions were resurfacing they were feeling really fatigued and everyone was saying, this is normal, you know, you've just got to move through the process and then you get to the end and you feel really, really good. And I think there's such a movement in the space of nervous system and emotional health where people say you've got to feel it to heal it. And I do believe in that, that at the root of it, eventually we want to unearth kind of what the root is. But the beautiful thing about EFT and the reason that I really like it and it's being used in a lot of therapy at the moment as well, they're calling it the fourth wave in therapy. So a part of therapy that uses the body and works with the nervous system and the person, not just utilizing talk therapy. And I think what I like about that is when someone sits in front of you, obviously if they're dysregulated primal screaming and writhing around is going to be quite intense, but also going directly to that event and talking about it and bringing it up, particularly if we're talking about something like sexual abuse or something where being in your body feels so unsafe and uncomfortable for someone, that's probably not going to be the best mode of regulating their nervous system by kind of saying, tell me about that. So the beautiful thing about EFT is that we don't actually have to talk about it. We don't have to go into what happened. You don't need to tell me your story. If you want to, of course you can. But the gorgeous thing about EFT is because we're using the body and we're using the nervous system and we're working with those acupressure points I don't need to know your story. So we don't have to rehash it. We can maybe talk about the feelings surrounding it. I felt scared or I feel anxious when I think about it and we can work on that. Or again, we don't have to. We can do what I talked about before and zoom out on the nervous system, zoom out on focusing so intensely on how it feels in the body and really meet the person at the pace that they need. So we can really take it at as slow or as fast as the person would like to go so essentially it can be as gentle or as potent as we want it and we're working with that individual nervous system we're not saying to a super dysregulated person we have to go at this speed and we're not saying to a keen bean you know we have to slow down it just depends on where that person is some people go i'm ready i want to get really specific let's do it and you know we can go specifically to that event around food or specifically to that event that scares them but other people I would say we've got to creep up on that nervous system. And I always think, and my trainers trained us in this way, where there's three parts that we need to get on board when we're working with a person. There's the person, there's the body, and there's the nervous system. And all three of those parts have got to trust EFT, have got to trust us as a practitioner. And I guess it's like any space where we're working with individuals, even in the clinical work that we do, if an individual feels safe, there's so much research on the efficacy of whatever we do with them. So... I see EFT as being even more important for a person and a nervous system and a body to feel safe because we're involving the body in that treatment. So if it's going into it feeling like, oh, I don't know about this, that person's going to be much more a candidate for their nervous system to just combust in front of you and you'll just watch them freeze or potentially kick into panic so that's something we definitely I think want to avoid and I'm really glad you brought that up yeah Mm. definitely
0: I think it's it's so good for everyone to just have this awareness and it's really important and when we think about something for example like yoga Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a yoga teacher and and when you learn yoga you learn this really broad spectrum of pranayama breathing exercises Mm. for example so you learn all the very calming Breathing exercises, and you learn the more activating ones, and you are taught what to use and when. But the way we're currently being taught is that you may perhaps just go to an ice bath workshop and it's all about that, and everything is activating, but you're not actually given any sort of prior understanding of where that fits in and when the time is appropriate. It's not personalized in any way. So yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that we mm. spoke about that. I think it's really important for everyone to just have that understanding. And yes. when choosing to do any of these practices, just taking a little check-in and seeing whether that's right for you right now. And it, it may not be right for you right now. It might be something that's perfect for you in the future,
1: Yes, exactly. um, but we are
0: always changing and evolving and it's, it's good to check in.
1: Yeah. And understanding you're not a failure if you feel like the ice baths are not for you or you feel like a certain approach isn't for you. We're all different. And I don't believe one size fits all is the way to go with anything. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more.
0: (laughs) So Elle, could you walk us through a short round of EFT just so the listeners can get a little bit of a sense of what that's like?
1: I absolutely can. So If you're going to engage in any kind of EFT or tapping, I always say, ideally, it would be good to be seated and to put your feet flat on the floor. That just helps with a little bit of grounding. But as I've mentioned, I've tapped everywhere. I've tapped driving, I've tapped standing. So again, it's a beautiful tool that you can use anywhere. But if you're going to try it with me now, maybe have your feet flat on the floor and be seated. And what we always do to start is we start tapping on our hands. So you can't see me, but somewhere between the knuckle of your pinky finger and your wrist. There's a little bit of a fleshy part on the side of your hand and we'd start tapping on that. So that just really helps to set up that regulation. And you can actually do this, whether you're in a meeting or somewhere, you can do it under the table, just hide your hand and just start tapping on that. It's a beautiful pressure point to just start you in that regulation process. And because I've been doing EFT for a while now. Even when I start doing that, I just feel my body go into this juicy, like, oh, everything's going to be okay. So it's a nice feeling once your body gets used to EFT. So we start there and depending on how you're feeling, you have a little bit of a check-in with yourself. If you were working with a practitioner, they would ask you specific questions here, but just think about how regulated you feel in this moment. So as we're tapping on that side of your hand, just have a think about, oh, maybe this is the first time I've checked in with my body today. If you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I feel eight or nine out of 10 on the overwhelm scale. I'm feeling like today's a bit of a big day. We probably wouldn't use words with you here. So we might just move on to a silent tapping sequence where we would move on to the first tapping point, which is the top of your head. So you can use your first two fingers. So your first finger and your so your pointer finger, I was trying to think of what that was called, and your second finger and tap along on the top of your head. This is silent tapping. So We're not focusing on any words. We're not focusing on any body sensations. And then we would move to sort of the inside of your eyebrow. You can do two hands and do both sides. You can do both eyebrows if that feels better. I'm a bit of a one-handed girl with EFT. So keep tapping with those first two fingers on the inside of your eyebrow. We'd move to the outside of your eye. If you're just tapping along silently with me, we don't need to be focusing on any words right now. And then we'd go below the eye. We can also do something called reorienting tapping here, where move to below the nose now, where if we're doing reorienting tapping, we can focus on sensations. So like the tapping against your skin, you might focus on something you can see in the room. Like I can see a green tree next to me. You might focus on some sounds that you can hear outside the window. I can hear some beautiful birds. We can move now to your chin, keep tapping there. So you can just focus on that. I like to, if I'm silent tapping and I'm dysregulated, I like to focus on the sensation of my fingers hitting that point. Then we'll move to our collarbone. So I'm just focusing on my fingers hitting that point. If I'm very dysregulated, I'm not even necessarily focusing on my breath because that might make me more anxious. And then we'll go under the arms as well. When I go under the arms, I like to use two hands because it feels really nice on either side, but you can keep with the one. And then probably if we're silent tapping, we would just do another round of that or maybe another two rounds. So you'd go top of the head, inside of the eye, side of the eye, below the eye, under the nose, under the chin, collarbone, and then under the armpit, kind of where your bra would sit. And as you're going through that after each little round, I would just then take a little moment. You might like to have a little drink because the other thing about tapping is it can make you a bit dehydrated. So have a little drink just sit with that. If you feel safe enough, you can take a little breath and then you'll know how many rounds that you need. If a person is feeling okay and they just go, you know what, Elle, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed at the moment. And I might ask, you know, where, where do you sit on that overwhelmed scale? And they might say, you know, it's about a five out of 10. I would say that that's a low enough rating that we can go in with something more specific So if we say we did overwhelm and maybe the person feels overwhelmed about all the work tasks that they have coming up this week. So you would start again, tapping on that part of the hand between the pinky finger and the wrist. And you might, even if you feel quite regulated at the moment, or you are feeling quite regulated at the moment, just a little bit overwhelmed and you feel safe enough to focus on a body sensation here as well. I might ask you if there's a place in your body that you feel that overwhelm when you think about it, the overwhelm about work, you might say, oh, when I get overwhelmed, I feel that in my tummy. It feels like butterflies in my tummy. So what we would do if you're not too high on the dysregulation scale is we would use some words here because words in EFT can be really beautiful and potent when we get a bit more specific. It helps the nervous system just reach that point of regulation a little bit smoother and faster. And like Fran mentioned at the start, it can be quite quick. So it's a cool feeling. So we would start with a statement here. So we would say, even though, so with EFT, we always start with an even though. So even though I'm feeling quite overwhelmed when I think about everything I have coming up with work this week, I accept where I am right now. So we always use a reaffirming statement, like I accept myself. I accept where I am right now. I love and accept myself. So that just helps you remain in the present, knowing that you're safe and just reaffirming that everything's going to be okay. So you'd repeat that three times whilst tapping on your hand. So even though I'm feeling quite overwhelmed about everything I have coming up this week with work, I accept where I am right now. I mean, even saying that to myself feels so nice. And then we would just move up to the top of the head again. And we'd focus on the feeling here because we're using some words. So we'd just focus on the overwhelm. So overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed. And then we'd move to the inside of the eyebrow, overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Speaking in the words that feel natural to you outside of the eye, overwhelmed. I'm feeling overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And then when we get to the bottom of the eye, you can bring in how it feels in the body. So overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed in my tummy, feels like butterflies in my tummy, under the nose, overwhelmed feeling overwhelmed in my tummy feels like butterflies in my tummy under the chin overwhelmed I'm feeling overwhelmed collarbone overwhelmed I'm feeling overwhelmed under the arms again overwhelmed I'm feeling overwhelmed and then you would just take a little pause after say one round of that or maybe you go again you go a second little quick round if you're still like oh, still there And then we would just have another little drink, see how you're feeling. And that's basically a sequence of EFT. But what you will notice with yourself and each individual is that we're like layers, right? So we might do one round of EFT on overwhelm and we feel it in our tummy. And then all of a sudden you might say, oh, now I just feel really embarrassed. Like why can't I handle all these work things? You know, it might shift and change the feeling for you. So If that happens, then what we would do is we would tap on, I feel embarrassed or I feel ashamed. Why can't I handle all these work things? And we do that reaffirming statement of, but I accept where I am right now, or I love and accept myself, whatever feels right for you. And we tap on that. So usually all up, we do about three consecutive rounds of tapping and you just Focus on what shifts and changes for you, whether it shifts and changes in the body. You might then feel the embarrassment or the shame in your throat or your chest. So then we would tap on that and just notice whether your regulation after each tapping round goes up or down. So if it's going up, if you tap on something and you went, oh, all of a sudden I'm really anxious and it's a nine out of 10, pull back on that nervous system. That's when we zoom out and we can do something like our silent tapping or our reorienting tapping and just refocusing on where you feel your fingers against your skin. If it gets really hectic, like you start tapping on yourself, you've never felt regulated before, all of a sudden you're feeling a bit regulated and it's really, really scary. Something that I like to say to people is just back off that nervous system a little bit. Just take the pedal off the gas a little bit. Come back to yourself. You might like to do a little body hold where you put one hand on your chest and one hand on your tummy and you just sit like that for a little while. You might want to wrap two arms across yourself and pull yourself into a bit of a hug and just sit like that for a little while. Some people like to get down low and sort of get on the floor and just kind of lie down with their hand on their chest and their hand on their tummy. So there's a few body holds that we learn in EFT as well that you can kind of bring in to back off if you feel like you start tapping and it just combusts your nervous system a little bit. So if if you think about it, if we've never used a regulation tool before in our life, our body holds all of our events, all of our circumstances we've gone through in our life, our body really tells our story. I always say better than we ever could. So if we start using a regulation tool and we've never regulated our nervous system before, sometimes a lot of our old things can start to surface. So as an example, when I was training, I tapped with a girl and we were actually tapping on a food-based thing. So we were tapping on this desire that she always had for these salty chips and she would eat them all the time and she could never figure out why can't I stop eating these chips you know I've this has been a lifelong thing for me and as we started tapping on it she had a lot of memories about childhood and her mum and how much her mum was associated to these hot chips and how they would go you know to a certain place and eat them and it did bring up quite a bit of stuff and quite a few memories so That can also happen with EFT because your nervous system is your control center and your brain carries everything that we've ever been through. So just a reminder that it's super gentle, but it's potent, right? So if we start tapping and something comes up, back off, go back to your your gentle kind of approach. And yes, hopefully that makes sense. I'm very passionate, so I (laughs) I go down rabbit holes with EFT.
0: It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think that was really helpful to go through it and get all of mm. those different, you know, if this, then then that. Because yeah. I think as you sort of alluded to before as well with the one size fits all yes. kind of things, they may not mention the options of say a body hold or that you could mm. perhaps overdo things a little bit. So I think all of that is is very, very helpful. And I think what I love about AFT so much is that it's something that you can sort of actively do and I've personally found as opposed to meditation sometimes when you know I've felt anxious in the past meditation you know it it is a helpful tool but it doesn't necessarily help to shift that in Mm. that one meditation session whereas I've found doing something a little bit more active I suppose Mm. you know it's by doing the the tapping and going through that process can be much more soothing and help to shift things more. Would you agree with that? Is that what you found 100%, as well,
1: Fran? So basically, like you said, you're an active participant in the therapeutic approach. So your nervous system is actively participating in that. So also, I think to mention there is for some people that are in dysregulation or maybe peak anxiety, whatever they're going through. When we ask the body to just sit in stillness, so just focus on your breath or something like meditation, which can be a beautiful tool, but again, not for everyone at every point in their journey. When you're not an active participant and using the body in that, but you're asking a really dysregulated and anxious body and person to sit in stillness, if we hyperfixate on our breath and hyperfixate on how we're feeling in that space, but the body's just kind of there, it can be really activating for a person and actually have the opposite effect of what we're trying to get out of that. So I think EFT being an active participant, you start to feel those actual shifts in your nervous system as you're tapping. I always get to about halfway through that first sequence round and I'm like, Oh, wow. And we often say that when you first start, you might tap on the first two pressure points. Some people feel a surge in how they're feeling at the very beginning because we're focusing on that word as well anxiety, or anxious, or overwhelmed. We're bringing focus to it. So your nervous system is actively engaged, but I think you get to feel that throughout and you get to play that active role. And I feel like it just assists so much better in moving through things because your body and nervous system's on board with you. A 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Yeah, me too.
0: So this has been such a good conversation. I have absolutely loved it. So for someone who is maybe in this place of Mm -hmm. the overwhelm or the stress or anxiety or whatever it is, what's one piece of advice that you would give to them today?
1: Oh, I love this question. This is something I feel like, and you probably feel like this too, Fran, that clinically I'm seeing so much of at the moment. I think the last few years have been super taxing on all of us and all of our nervous systems, and it's brought up a lot of stuff for so many of us. And I think the biggest place to start is if you don't want to start immediately with EFT, you don't have to, we can park that as a tool. But perhaps your starting point is just thinking about in my day to day, is there any space Or any area of the day where the pace is slow enough that I'm able to be with myself. Because what I see with women is that there's just not a lot of space. The pace of our modern day lifestyles is really, really intense. You know, if we have children or particularly small children, their nervous system is also regulating off our nervous system. So I see a lot of very activated and dysregulated mums where when I suggest space, it's like, are you kidding me? But I think it's so life-saving. I think it's health-promoting. I think it's sanity-preserving. I honestly believe it is one of the most important things that we could do for our health and our mental health is just have a look at your day. And the next question people ask me is, okay, if I find 15 minutes of space, L, what the hell do I do with myself in this space? Because again, we're so used to not having it. That space and being with ourselves and our body can feel really scary. So, if you can find the space and then maybe within it, you want to try a sequence of EFT or I say to women, what's something that you enjoy doing that you don't often get to or a simple self-care thing like drinking a warm tea, actually warm or going to a place in nature that feels really, really safe for you and your body. Maybe it's, you could sit in your car and look out at a beautiful leafy green view or an ocean view or go and put your feet in the ocean if you've got time to or you or you enjoy that but just finding something in your day that allows your nervous system to go from right up here I'm I'm pointing quite high up in the sky to being a little bit more regulated because I think when we pace our nervous system we pace our day really really quickly and our nervous system is just constantly up there our adrenaline and cortisol is constantly up there It never comes down to a sufficient space where we are are able to feel what regulation actually feels like. So a starting point for me is, can we create even 10 to 15 minutes of slow or space and just see how that feels in your body and your nervous system?
0: That is very, very good advice. Mm. And yes, I found the exact same thing with speaking with so many people and I, I feel like I'm you know, in a bit of a privileged sort of place working from home and having that flexibility. But I've definitely been that kind of person that would start work extremely early in the morning, work all day long, not allow any space in my days. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen the huge difference that that has had for me by just allowing a little bit more space and going for a walk each day without necessarily having something in my ears yes. or being on my phone. You know, yep. these little things uh, or any of the things that you mentioned mm. can just make the biggest, the biggest difference. difference
1: to your health. And I mean, I'm sitting here as someone that found EFT because I had huge nervous system dysregulation issues. So there is no way that I feel like I'm, you know, preaching to people about EFT because I haven't been there. Because, like you said, Fran, I have been there and I've seen. Just how much staying in that state can impact your physical health, your emotional health. So yeah, I couldn't preach it enough to just find something that works for you to bring that intensity down for your body.
0: That's exactly right. Mm. And the green smoothies and the working out (laughs) and all of that at some point it doesn't help with these things we need you know sometimes we need both maybe those things are working for you and you also need this space or maybe those things are not working for you and the priority needs to be the space so I think it's really checking in with where you're at and whether it's working for you and what it is that's going to help you shift that and being really honest with yourself that it it may not be the f45 or the hit classes or whatever it is it may just be more space, maybe the meditation or the tapping or the time in nature or whatever it is Mm. that's going to actually help shift things for you as opposed to striving harder and adding more onto your plate.
1: Absolutely. And I think those things need to be placed higher up on the list of importance for all of us because I think we place movement and even a lot of people looking at their nutrition way above, looking at these daily practices that can really impact so much with your physical health like that nervous system communicates with everything so if you get that to learn to break that loop of being so activated all the time and to feel what it feels like to just feel regulated for even a little period of time everything in your body benefits from that And I know you do a lot of work with digestive system, but you know the benefit of of people's nervous systems coming down. Like it's huge.
0: Well, as you said, you know, dealing with your own stuff, I've dealt with (laughs) lots of anxiety and things over the years that I have spoken about on this podcast. So it's... Not necessarily by choice that I looked into all of that, but really I had no other option (laughs) because that was like consuming my life and it was very difficult to function. Oh my gosh,
1: Fran, absolutely. I was at the hardest point in my life when I found EFT. I was having panic attacks, intense anxiety, and it was a tool that was suggested to me. And at first I was a little bit like, what the hell is this? But I think you get (laughs) so desperate in that space as well to just be able to feel calm that you'll try anything and... At the start, I think I was just aggressively tapping everywhere (laughs) because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, but the more I was able to watch that come down, and obviously it's a piece of the puzzle. You know, you look at everything in that space, but to have a tool that you can access anywhere, that you can do anywhere that is quick and that has that effect, I think is just really life-saving in those moments.
0: Yeah, 100%. And and as you said, that accessibility as well, Mm. because for example, with something like therapy, you have that experience of speaking to someone and then you go home and you need tools that you can practice on a regular basis. So this is one of those things that can be really helpful to get you through each day and, and help you, you Mm -hmm. know, shift things on a daily basis as well, outside of those, you know, one-on-one sort of clinical settings.
1: 100%. I love the accessibility. I love the affordability. Like we can tap, we can start tapping today. We don't have to, you know, if it's something that we can't afford to pay to access other services it's beautiful for that but also as you said like therapy can open a huge can of worms you know they can take you back to a lot of childhood stuff which is necessary and it's a necessary support but sometimes you leave that session you might not have another session for a couple of weeks and it's beautiful to be able to use some kind of nervous system tool in the meantime for sure yep yeah, yep yeah,
0: completely agree so Elle, <laughs> where can people find you oh. online, learn more from you, follow along with you, share your socials website, anything you'd oh, like to share? Maybe you. your podcast as well. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm L Brown Wellness on socials. So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook there. I have a women's health clinic in Brookvale on the northern beaches, but I also do a lot of work online and my work really at the moment is a merging of my clinical nutrition and women's health background. I've also got extensive history in children's and family health too and now I also bring in a lot of emotional health stuff with the EFT so it's a beautiful merging of both worlds and you can book in for either of those services through my website or contact me through any of my pages and yeah I too have a podcast called Women Meet Wellness where I talk to a lot of people about their real human stories. I think when I started studying EFT it became a journey of truth for me and really wanting to have people feel safe and seen and heard and understood. And so that's a beautiful exploration of people talking about their own journeys too, because gosh, aren't we all on one?
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I have listened to a couple of episodes of your your podcast as well. And I really, I really love that. And for anyone who I'll pop all of those links in the show notes, but for anyone who wants to, you know, get this sort of gentle approach health which is including these tools and sort of Elle's approach to nutrition and everything Mm. highly recommend checking out her Instagram stories as well because she shares lots of good stuff on there all the time
1: thank you I know we so fangirl on each other don't we but yeah I'm (laughs) I'm pretty passionate about the gentle I think you'll definitely see that if you check out that filters through into all my work
0: yes Yeah. yeah yeah I really love that and I don't think there's a lot of that in the health I space agree, the there's a little bit more but yeah
1: not so much we not enough more. that's for sure well you do it yes. beautifully too so count yourself in that space as well but I think we need more don't we I completely agree yeah so
0: thank you so much Elle this has been awesome and we'll have to have you back sometime to chat about something else well, thank you for having me <laughs> I'll come back anytime thank you Fran I love it thanks Elle thanks for joining me for another episode of the high vibe and healthy podcast I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to FranDargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.